All right, so did we want to just start this like a normal podcast? I think that ship has sailed. Yeah, uh-huh. all right, fair enough. I define so, normal podcast. I don't think I've ever been a part of one of those. I, look, hey, Mystery Shack Look Back sounded, I was about to say looked and sounded. You did the visuals for it, I guess. So it did look and sound very professional. Well, thank you, but uh, I yeah, don't know well, if I would say normal. Well, well. It was just north of normal. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> That's just gonna be the dynamic of this show. This is gonna be the sh- this is the show. This is the show. The show. Hi, I'm Hope Lickner. She her. <laughs> well, hi, I'm Ella Chesri. Also, she her. Hey, isn't that convenient? Isn't it? Hey, 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 Ella. Yeah. Did you want to talk about the Matrix? I always want to talk about the Matrix. Great. Let's talk about the Matrix. For, okay. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to share a revelation that I've had. Let me tell you why you're here. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain. Being the one is just like being in love. All I'm offering is the truth. Nothing. No one can tell you you're in love. You just know it. Through and through. Balls and bones. Hear that, Mr. Anderson? That is the sound of inevitability. My name is Neil. My name is Trinity. And you better take your hands off of me. Welcome. This All is right. the Matrix Declaration. Reclamations. That's the name of the show. After we spent a good hour on a thesaurus website. Uh, I mean, yeah, in uh, that moment, but there were several name sessions. There were several brainstorming name sessions that was probably cumulatively maybe like 24 hours worth of, na- of discussing names. I will say this. I've been wanting to just do a deep dive podcast on the Matrix for several years now. Mm. Uh, like... Since well before the trailer for Resurrections dropped in, like, September or something of 2021. But, like, after after you knew it was going to happen. After I had confirmed visual evidence that it was actually happening. I think the teaser trailer that dropped in, like... Mid September 2021, where you had to click on the red. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. Got a different trail. God, that was so so exciting. Um, (laughs) Where it knew what time it was in your computer. Ah, it's the problem is you can't record that because it's a different time all the time. So it's like, well, great. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like this slut for hoarding uh, uh, media. So I'm like, oh, I need a recording of this. I can't because then it would defeat the whole purpose. Hey, Jonathan Groff, can you sit down and record every minute of the day? (laughs) Just bonkers. Like, he probably did like seven, two, three. Like, he. I I remember them sounding. I mean, this is obviously a topic for another podcast i suppose but i remember them sounding so smooth that it didn't feel like it was it didn't sound chopped up but maybe it was just you know well put together i don't know i've met some audio wizards i am not one of them I'm that's a, true i am a we, am have, a we do know many at, audio at wizards. Best. we do we do so this is a question i really wanted to start off with we're we're here we're the Me- we're matrix queer. reclamations we are also queer we got that covered. We're going to do a lot of queer talk on this podcast because that's what we're doing. But... It's a podcast about the Matrix, and I don't know what you expected. Yeah, I like I. It's we're going to get into it. Well, it's also the trans part girls of the thesis talking of the podcast, I guess. Right. I mean, yeah. So I guess that's my first question because I have spent twenty odd years with these movies. And you were born, I believe, after the first movie came out. I was, if what I can month call did the first out. one come out? Oh, uh, March 31st, 1999. Yeah, I was born June 1999, so... Yeah, no. Yeah, so. I'm only slightly uh, younger than the franchise itself. Oh, which, that's, and that's what I'm really excited to talk about in a lot of these cases, especially on this first episode, uh, because my experience of 
seeing the Matrix in general, I think, was very different than yours. Oh, I'm sure. You said you spent 20-odd years with the franchise. I've spent 20-odd years on uh, this planet. Uh, Yeah, that's fair. So we've got that exciting generational divide. Yeah, so true. uh, Yeah, which I'm, I'm really excited to exploit. Honestly, a millennial um, and a uh, millennial Gen Z cusp, uh, I suppose, right? I've always understood the cutoff year to be like 1997, but it's fuzzy math at best. So yeah, I and mean, yeah, it was never, never yeah, exact. It's, I'm just thrilled that millennial is no longer like a pejorative term, but that's that's also. I guess it depends <laughs> who you ask. I mean, I've got skin in the game, so yeah, yeah. come on. <laughs> Uh, did you want to go first, or did I want to go first? Like, do we want to do this, like, chronological? I'm not sure. I mean, I guess we could start with just our our goals for the podcast, I, I, I yep. think, would be a better starter, because, I mean, Reclamations is sort of is derived from the fact that The Matrix is a uh, film franchise that is directed by two trans women, uh, but over time, culturally, has been adopted by... What's the word I'm looking for? Chuds. <laughs> Right-wing chuds. Um, hired goons. Um, That's hi- hired goons? Hired goons? Uh-oh. Goons. Hired goons. Oh, oh, um, but they... No, and, and so Reclamations is sort of the idea of, like, we they were not necessarily able to make it as unabashedly queer as they perhaps would have, and this is the subject of of debate, I suppose, but we can agree that they were, you know, closeted when they first made it, and now they, they are both uh, out uh, as trans and queer, right. and as are we, and now we're, we're bringing it back into that sort of spotlight, um, and as well as just <laughs> talking about every other kind of aspect. I, I'm, I'm definitely excited for the way we're breaking down these episodes, which is like, rather than um. Yeah, I, I mean, I suppose for for context on who we are, the little Troy McClure bit. You might remember me from. Uh, <laughs> you might remember me uh, from the Gravity Falls podcast, Mystery Shack Look Back. Uh, definitely check that out if you haven't. I've also been on a uh, a fair uh, litany of other uh, podcasts on that same network, PipeDreamPodcast.com. We've got. Uh, I've been on Pod Made You Special of VeggieTales podcast. I've been on Come On for Hoogwa Pods. The uh, Homestar oh, Runner podcast. I've been on. How did this not get made? Um, Every time somebody invokes Veggie Tales, I have a mild out of body experience. No, yeah, I mean that's, that one's a, that's, that's a great one. Yeah. Uh, oh, and yeah. Escape from Vault yeah. Disney. I, I did a guest spot on. And uh, well, why don't you give your uh, your your podcast background, and I'll get back to what I was saying. Uh, well, mine are not nearly as uh, 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 prestigious as yours. Uh, you may remember that I discovered your podcast, Mystery Shack Look Back the day after it ended <laughs> yes um yeah i guess yeah that I, is a good context for us <laughs> meeting in the first place yeah <laughs> and then i proceeded to shotgun the entire series in under about i want to say two weeks that's the way uh, we're always hoping people would consume it i just dev- like i work in manufacturing my day job is manufacturing so i have a lot of podcast listening time um, so, so the rest of my manufacturing plant was just subjected to, uh, uh your voices for, mm. for, for multiple weeks I'm as glad. I like had to pause and like bend over laughing, crying. <laughs> um, I still can't believe you got Alex Hirsch for the one episode. That's, that's killing Yo, me. Yo, wait, killing me. <laughs> for a moment, I legitimately, <laughs> so I legitimately forget that all the time. <laughs> And we got the creator of Gravity Falls on the Gravity Falls podcast. Absolutely buck wild. And you and like you like somehow backed him into doing a goddamn Webster's dictionary joke to introduce himself, which a thousand comedy points. Thank if, you, thank you. Yes, just infinite. So ah, what uh beautiful. and and you've previously but, done uh But my yeah. podcasts, besides me like blowing smoke up your ass, is uh I used to do a podcast called Frank Reviews with my dad, because my dad liked to also smoke pot and watch movies together. And now I do a podcast called High on Cartoons, where me and my partner, Bex, do a podcast where we just Smoke weed and watch cartoons. And right now we're doing DuckTales, the 2017 uh, Disney program. Uh, so, yeah. That's, and I did the uh, art for that. Y- you did. And I thank you very much for yeah. that. Yeah. 
And, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so Mr. Shack Look Back, uh, I guess another bit of important context is that that would, I guess, for Mr. Shack Look Back, I guess another bit of important context for that is that normally that was a, a sort of chronological watch through of Gravity Falls, uh, with my good friend, uh, Charlie Marlowe. Uh, a a fantastic uh, voice actor and 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 editor and uh, maker of all things extraordinaire. Uh, Hi, check, Charlie. Yes, check out. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, what is new? She's done a, a web series called Well Abridge Me Princess, which is a abridged version of the uh, 1980s Legend of Zelda cartoon. Uh, oh, that's God. quite fantastic. So just look up Well Abridge Me Princess, and it's on uh, most most platforms. Um, and we so we did that that show together um and sometimes we would just kind of break away from the gravity falls and do random little bonus episodes about uh whatever we felt like um and one of those episodes was about uh the matrix resurrections because that came out during the run of the podcast so we saw it together in theaters it was actually the first movie i saw in theaters uh after the pandemic started oh nice and um we uh, talked about that in an episode, so I guess in a way that was kind of a like uh, soft pilot or, or backdoor pilot for this. I guess I mean it got you know the gears turning about like well we talk about the Matrix in podcast form. I'm sure we'll have Charlie on this podcast at some point. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I just kind of cold texted you and was just like, I hear you like the Matrix. Well, yeah, I think you cold DM'd like us on uh, <laughs> on on Twitter, and it was the best uh cold dm i've ever received oh uh, because it led to this beautiful uh, friendship and podcast just, just basically harassing you with nerd lore and that's the uh. best way to harass someone <laughs> um is it well we we probably don't want to set a precedent with that no but, i suppose yeah. yeah. um <laughs> but well don't you know everything every podcast host says should be taken literally to the letter um, oh god oh i've got a lot of stuff about people's kneecaps that i should probably censor but, mm. Mm, so but what's interesting about this podcast what i'm looking forward to uh aside from obviously talking about the matrix is my good friend hope is that uh mr shack look back was very timeline oriented like we were we were trying to recreate what the fandom of gravity falls was like when it was airing so we talked about things in chronological order of release and we're kind of uh, eschewing that here because we're really just talking about aspects of the franchise, uh, not necessarily in a particular order. Um, yeah, it's I, I, I have so many goddamn thoughts about the Matrix that I kind of want to talk about all of it all the time without stopping. So right, and it's a way uh, of not necessarily limiting ourselves. We can we get to kind of <laughs> jump around the different aspects of this universe almost like you would in like a dissertation or an essay, I guess, where you would have like subsections of just topics, like like I, a certain I character been... or a certain theme. <laughs> I have been joking for years that I've basically gotten a degree in like Matrixology or whatever the hell I call yeah. it. And hey, lucky for us, the study uh, of Matrix. Yeah. It's first well, grade. Yeah, while you were going on on dates, I studied the code. Yeah. Uh, uh... <laughs> I mean, I would well, I would bet that it's one of the film franchises that probably has the most like academic papers written about it. I would say that's um, probably a fair if, fair guess. Ow! That's that's I mean, something of I films like would released be in the debate. past thirty years. That's a fair call. That's a fair call because I'm pretty sure a quadrillion books. There's an entire wing of books in the Library of Congress dedicated to just uh, Kubrick. So, eh. well, but that's uh, a. I mean, a director, <laughs> but versus a, a specific film, though specific it's, franchise. Yeah, it's what all. I'm, we might as well get into it right now because this is always something that stuck with me, um, uh, especially when I first saw the sequels in 2003. Uh, it, everything in at least the original three movies, we'll get into Resurrections later, but everything is deliberate in those movies. Yeah. So you can kind of just get as deep in the paint as you possibly can go with the matrix. Every oh, yeah. piece of text that appears on screen, every motion people make, every word of dialogue spoken, it's all very tightly controlled. And the movie itself encourages this. Uh, in oh, yeah. what it says. Oh, my gosh, yeah. 
uh, the more you look, the more you found, uh, I think is the resurrections quote. Mm. But, um, yeah, so I've always wanted to be able to talk to somebody about that. Yeah, I know and that was one of the first things that kind of bonded us together was, like, you've not had the, the opportunity to, like, really nerd out about The Matrix in particular. Literally all of my friends, like, in 2003, as soon as they saw Reloaded, were like, no, we're done with The Matrix, this sucks, we don't want to talk Which, about this. Like, I'm like, like okay, yeah. fair. I get it, <laughs> but, like, but come on, it's fine. I I just want to talk about Smith. That's well, all yeah, I want to no, do. For real. He's the best. <laughs> and I'm glad that we found each other in this wild yes. world because it's important to, you know, to be, I, 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 I've had those kinds of other like friendships forged over like, I mean, I've had, I can't even, it's several friendships at this point forged over, uh, yo, you know, Phantom of the Paradise, like, <laughs> which is another thing that sprouted from Mr. Shack. Look back, that's a whole other, uh, story, but, um, yeah, like when you have a, a really, it's not even the Matrix is niche necessarily, but that when you're so into it that it like, that no one else really reciprocates that energy and then you find well, someone who does, that's like, you gotta <laughs> hang on to that. Well, with The Matrix in particular, what's really funny about it is, yes, The Matrix is niche if you're talking about the sequels. If you're talking about the first one, that's, true. that's, that's fairly universally acknowledged to be a good movie. But then when you say something like, I mean, the David Sims example is uh, uh, Seraph is a login screen. People just, I've suddenly grown three heads, it looks like. Yeah. They just give you that... Yeah. They, I've seen exes of mine, They, their eyes just get that thousand-yard stare suddenly when I say some sort of nonsensical Like you told them their dog lore. died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like I committed, I, aff I affronted their sensibilities yeah. by going this deep into a Keanu Reeves movie. Yeah. Uh, of all things. Yeah. So I really want to talk about, uh, uh, focusing on today anyway, about how we first realized how deep we were for the matrix how I deep guess. the and rabbit hole went exactly um i th side note that was a major part of our naming convention we tried to avoid yeah. red pills white rabbits this kind of imagery is like oh no i mean again it's it's playing into i guess there's it's an ironic aspect of the title because we're trying we're reclaiming it but we're also not trying to give it a name that makes it sound like we're gonna sell like like uh, you know ma male enhancement pills or or hawk uh, <laughs> i don't know yeah or, or yeah. like deny uh, that a that a school tragedy happened or something i don't know Oh God! Yeah, there's uh, there's there's several uh, interest groups that I don't think will ever be buying ad space on this program. So well, they don't interest me. Yeah, yeah, you're telling me. Yeah. Um, waka waka. We will have to get into our Muppet casting for the Matrix. Oh, at some absolutely. Point. Obviously, that's um, there's gonna be some fun episodes. That could be its own of. like April Fool's episode or something. Oh my God! We've we've got infinite plans for this. Exactly. Yeah, episode. and also and another Super thing that, that, that sets this apart from from Mr. Jack Lookback and the like is that. We're taking a very, you know, Mr. Check Lookback had a specific release schedule because we were trying to get it out for the Gravity Falls 10th anniversary and things like that. But uh, this one is going to be a lot more casually paced. Uh, I mean, we're getting this one out on the last day of Pride. Happy Pride. Happy uh, Pride. Yay. Otherwise, I think... Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, it's it's a it's a labor of love. I don't want this to be something we both stress about because we both live very uh, busy lives. Yeah. I suppose uh, it's hard to explain <laughs> the Matrix franchise to people who don't already know what it is. It, the thing is, no one can tell you what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. But no, I, I, I was because I feel like we've we've been talking around it without really giving an explanation of like this is what the Matrix is succinctly. But I don't know how to say that. So well, okay, I'll let you. I'll, a, I'll just let you take it from here with your sort of backstory with the Matrix. And in I'm a, sure that'll in a, fill in. in. Yeah, okay, so I I was there, Gandalf, 3,000 years ago in uh, 1999. Dial the clocks back, kids. Uh, it's the last day of March. The Well, that's a holiday, isn't it? The It, it is a holiday. Gosh, golly gee. Was it at but, the time, uh, though? It was not, no, which we're certainly going to get into that. It was not Trans Day uh, of Visibility yet. It was not yet, So no. trans people were still invisible. Yes. Which means we could sneak into the movie theaters and watch The Matrix. 
I didn't get carded for so long. It was great. But uh, I, I did not personally see The Matrix until well late in the game. It was released in theaters March 31st, 1999. 1999 for me was all about Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Like, mm. that's the only movie I wanted to talk about, to think about. Um, so were you of the crowd that was like, that you saw it and, and there was, I know there was this whole sort of psychological thing where people convinced themselves that it was better than it was simply because they did not want to believe that it was not very good. <laughs> It's with with Star Wars, most definitely. Like I, they, people could, were like, I, I think I have to see that again just to make sure that it was. Good. I mean, like, for context, I was 13 years old. I w- I'm a December 1985 baby, so I was 13 when I first saw it. It actually got re-released in theaters later that year on my 14th birthday, which felt like the greatest oh, yeah. present in the world. But you know, uh, I'm in seventh grade. Um, a, a little butterball, pudgy kid that wears Star Wars t-shirts literally all the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously, we can get into this later, I still didn't know who I was properly for literally mm. another 21 years. So I had a lot of nonsense to work through, and my denial capabilities were powerful. I see what you're saying. If I can convince yeah. myself that I don't have to think about my gender, I can eat that. That's the, convincing myself that a Star Wars movie is actually good is a that's nothing it's very frustrating to say the to say the least it's star wars as a franchise has hurt me repeatedly i have to treat yeah, star wars it's, it's, a yeah. bit like an abusive ex i mean it is the worst boyfriend in the world to a lot oh, of fans God. Now, I'm saying this, I'm sitting here, I've got a Star Wars Rebel Alliance tattoo right over my heart. I've got a Ghostbusters tattoo on my shoulder. Like, the things I love have hurt me. Rise of Skywalker app is like, baby, I'm different now. Look, I know we messed up before, but this one's different, okay? Okay, I'm going to set a ground rule. We don't don't talk talk about about Rise of Skywalker. Fair enough. This is a hard line for me. That's fair. We can talk. We can talk about the expanded universe. We can talk about fucking the Mandalorian. Just that thing is off limits. Oh yeah, that reminds me. I, I assume, uh, given <laughs> given our respective uh, sailor mouths, I assume we're not worried about about swearing. I mean, the way I see it, one, I do a weed centric podcast to begin with. Yeah. Two, I've worked in IT and manufacturing for ten years ish. Now at this point, the, that cat's not going back. As well as the the, the Matrixes, well, right? They're rated they're R. They're also so. all rated R. So if yeah. you're a child listening to this, what the fuck? If you're Get a child listening the, to this, yeah. you are the coolest kid in your class. <laughs> and I want you to okay. go tell them that. We're taking we're taking the Mabim Bam. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Only certain drugs are okay. Um, yes, it's it's okay to go into trade school instead of traditional high school and college. It's okay. Um, never talk to cops. Never talk to cops. A cab thirteen twelve. As as okay. We're getting so tangentially sidetracked, which I'm I would super say those things do. are related to the Matrix. Yeah, probably. Um, so you're saying that it was a big year my, for you, but Matrix was not on your radar. Not on my radar at, our, at all, but it was one of my Star Wars friends at school went over to his house one day, and he had this interesting new technology called a DVD player. <laughs> oh, my um, God. Wait, hold on. Can we talk about the trailer? <laughs> the original commercials for DVD were like, DVD will blow your brains out. DVD <laughs> will take your wife and make her feel more than you've ever made her felt. DVD. It'll DVD. blow your house up. DVD, you'll thank it for cucking you repeatedly. Exactly. Um, it's just like all the commercials the would always just show how like it was explosive the 90s. a DVD. It was the era of of I mean, it was the late nineties. That was when Michael Bay was like at his most powerful. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's just everything was radical and and uh, it's just absolutely nonsense. I'm thrilled every day that passes. We're getting a little farther away from 1999. Um. Yeah. But he had this interesting new technology that would kill you in cold blood called a DVD player. Yeah. And um, he proceeded to show me The Matrix. Uh, but it wasn't 
the whole movie, he decided to use the DVD skipping uh, to different chapters feature to only show me the cool action fight sequences. Oh so I my only saw, gosh. I only saw the opening Trinity sequence, the bit later where Neo is fighting Morpheus, uh, um, the uh, the Smith and Morpheus in the uh, the bathroom, if memory serves. Oh, well, and the flooding, then, yeah, like the yeah. flooding office, yeah. And then f- basically from the uh, lobby shootout forward. So I had zero context or explanation. Like the, for... the Snyder cut? Nah, it's the 13-year-old bringing you over to their house cut and going, no, 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 just the cool parts, just the cool parts. Yeah, it was like, it was the best 20 minutes I've ever had. It was like, I don't know what this is. I'm it's a tech demo. I'm, yeah, I'm 14, so I can't afford to buy a DVD player yet. So I guess I'll just live with this weird thing in the back. Of my... I can't uh, remember the first time I actually watched it properly. I mean, I I know I saw the the trailers originally. I feel like were similarly kind of obscure, where they were very kind of what is like what is the Matrix was like a big tagline of like oh we got to yeah. find I out mean, what this is all about. Website. Like they were very they were holding it very close close to the chest on what the film was actually about, and I think that probably worked well for them. I mean, you can just see the modern-day trailer cut for The Matrix, where it's they, they do basically the entire architect sequence inside of about 20 seconds while Rammstein plays or something like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, the marketing surrounding the movie was mysterious as hell. It bypassed me completely, because as I said before, I was in Jar Jar Binks land. Um, <laughs> but no movie so would it's... market itself that way anymore, and it makes me sad. Unfortunately, no. You just get this mysterious stuff. Like, Unless I really it was sort of, a... uh, maybe like a horror movie might market itself that way, but I don't think a, a science fiction would. Yeah, it was, especially compared to the bombast in your face obviousness of Phantom Menace where you knew every character's name, every tertiary character you can had remember an all those characters trading card. I look, I've forgotten more Star Wars information than I'll ever learn about the Matrix, which is depressing to think mm. about. But so I can't remember when I first saw the movie and the first movie it's a pretty standard like hero's journey i thought well that kicked ass it's a great it's 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 a perfect movie it is a perfect movie it it is one of those absolutely perfect movies i will not argue that point but then the real switch for me was in early may 2003 i was getting ready to uh, uh get out of my junior year of high school and I went and saw after school one day The Matrix Reloaded, which I loved immediately. That's interesting that it was Reloaded I, it was, that could, that got it for you. I I, I said something. To, yeah, because I knew it was doing something that I wasn't understanding, but I loved it, and I couldn't quite articulate as to why. And you said I you were a junior it. in high school. Literally junior in high school, yeah. Like, for reference, you've seen the jacket, my Halloween costume for 2003, uh, a week before, less than a week before Revolutions came out, was Neo. I sprayed my blonde hair black, and I wore the sunglasses, and I had this gorgeous wool um, coat, the style that he wears in Reloaded and and, uh, Revolutions. And... I I had the soundtrack. I grabbed it on DVD the day it was released. I could not explain why the hell I love it. No, that's and, a good point. I mean, the first movie holds your hand in a way that Reloaded definitely does not. Well, it's also an it's, it's also the in point to it, whereas Reloaded is we'll talk about it when we do our Reloaded episode, but it's kind of awkward in its execution. <laughs> But it's advancing it's, it. It's mostly set up for the payoff that we'll drop six months later. There's no, like, internal payoff, I'd say. Um, and I spent the next, well, I mean, the 20th anniversary of Reloaded was uh, last month. So I spent the next 20 years trying to figure out, why do I like this movie? Like, yeah. that wasn't, that was my... What is the Matrix? Not it's interesting. That's the mystery. What like, is the Matrix? Yeah. What draws you to it? Yeah, exactly. So, and I mean, That's the joke is, yeah, the joke is now I realize, oh, uh, I had 
uh, a lot of religious trauma growing up. I have a lot of general trauma growing up. Uh, it turns out I was a deeply closeted trans woman until I was 35. That one explained oh, that a hell of a lot. That yeah, would do it. Yep. Oh, yep. yeah. We, fu- we figured that one out, kids. But I'm also like... This will probably come up in future episodes, but I'm also a dungeon master, so I'm a little obsessed with, like, story structure. And obviously the first one is a perfect... As I was saying, uh, I'll put a sound drop or something there. Uh, (laughs) As I was saying, I'm kind of obsessed with story structure. And the first Matrix is, like... We said, perfect movie. I'm not going to argue that. But it's still just a basic hero's journey. It's a predetermined set of rules with all of this set up and payoff. And if you know anything about the hero structure, within the first, like, 20 minutes of The Matrix, Star Wars, Spider-Man, whatever friggin' franchise you care to name you're going to get the same basic story beats over and over again. And what I really loved about Reloaded and then Revolutions six months later is that it challenged all of those concepts, especially with all of its religious references. It's challenging not only the story structure in general, but it's challenging specifically the religious story structure because, like, you know, the Joseph Campbellian uh, hero's journey, it's very Jesus as well. He slots right into those. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it, you mean the Dan Harmon story circle that Dan uh, Harmon invented and patented? Oh God, I don't even know what you're referencing. And honestly, at this point, I know the thing about the matrix is you want to learn everything. There's some things I just don't want to know. No, I'm good. Fair. Yeah. But no, yeah. That's... I like what you're saying about, uh, challenging the, the Joseph yeah. Campbell notions, but also challenging the, uh, Christian centric kind of. Yeah, yeah, and I spent a lot of my life trying to get away from the religious side of things uh, mm. as well. So it's it's right because I know you have a very particular sort of background in that. It's 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 incredible. I'd say it's incredibly esoteric uh, to the area in which we live, which is nonsensical. But we'll we'll get into that better on when we're covering religion in the Matrix, which is probably going to be several episodes. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, so, yeah, I, I didn't have anybody to talk to about it, and I just wound up uh, scrolling through all of the special features on every DVD, and then eventually the Blu-ray, and then I trawled through all of the trivia pages I could find on IMDb and, and various message boards, and uh, 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 I think one of my favorites that... Uh, led me to discover a lot of the weirder theories is the wild mass guessing tab on TV tropes. Ah, yeah, classic. Which I'm going to be delving into and using as a resource for that in kind of an oddball uh, uh, book club version of the show. Because, <laughs> so, like, okay, Neo can control the robots at the end of uh, Reloaded. Oh, they're in. They're still inside of another Matrix. No, that's boring. I hate that theory. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's... So you're saying this was... Be- was this between the films that you found it, or...? Uh, that I found what? The Wild Mass Guessing? Was it people theorizing no, it was, stuff that it was, hadn't... Or was it after was the... well after. I was almost entirely on my own for several years, just reading whatever weird shit I could find on okay, various gotcha. uh, pages. Probably IMDB, for the most part, in those early days. Yeah, didn't have anybody to talk to about it. And then that trailer dropped in late 2021, and I lost my mind. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, it it felt good to be uh, vindicated again. And then, of course, uh, 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 rec- uh, our show is Reclamations. Everything begins with goddamn R-E. I'm going to get so tongue-tied <laughs> over that constantly. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, the Matrix Recumbency came out in late 2021, and yeah. like instantly it was my favorite movie of all time. Um, it's like, well, shit, I'm in it forever now. Yeah, really frustrating how that worked out. I'm super glad that now my 20-plus years of experience is, is coming in handy. 
I mean, isn't uh, that also just the trans experience of, like, yeah. you don't know who you are for so long, and then you do, and then you're like, yeah. well, I wish I'd known that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, just stupid lessons you didn't think you'd need again. It's like, Seraph is a login screen. Oh, turns out the, uh, <clears throat> the process for changing your legal name in the state of Pennsylvania is very similar to getting a divorce, which I've done. Mm. Uh, so it's like, wow, I hate that I'm... Uh, 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 able to use that life experience. Mm. It's just dumb. But um, enough about me and my bullshit. I want to hear about how you found the Me Matrix. and my bullshit? Um, yes, let's talk about your bullshit. Okay, well, I, I suppose a lot of this might be restating stuff that has been said in the Mystery Shack Bookback Matrix Resurrections episode. Um, but I don't really care. So I'll, I'll say the <laughs> stuff again. This, but... this brand new... Brand new territory. But do check us. out that episode if you want to hear do, more absolutely. insight. I'm sure I'll probably cover some of the same territory in this. But um, well, let's see. <laughs> if only I mean, for the closing segment, like go back and listen <laughs> to that episode. <laughs> Thank it's you. Hilarious. Thank you. Um, the yeah. So I mean, Matrix was obviously you know as an avid watcher of uh, Shrek, the Matrix is always something I was mildly aware of because it's been referenced in so many other media. Oh my um, god! Oh my god! Shrek? I just got, like, viscerally angry. Please continue. I also get viscerally angry when I think about Shrek. Uh, hey, what else was big in 1999? Somebody wants to. Yeah, pull. yeah. Son of a bitch. No, well, because it's, oh, it's not... It is not one of the better-placed pop culture references in that film. Oh, boy. I, don't, I, would, argue, I would argue that none of the uh, bullet time slash Trinity kick uh, homages in other media, I, I think they're rarely well done. I think they're always just kind of shoehorned into a fight sequence to have that yeah. in there. They're, they're not very the cleverly to, placed. The one I will go to bat for is Team America World Police because it's just stupid. And I fully support stupid things like that. This is so. also true. Yeah. Um, so, um, but please continue. Yeah, so Matrix is always something I had this mild awareness of in the back of my head. I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I know what that is. I know the gist um, of of the the concept. And then, you know, I guess at some point I found out about kind of the the LGBT aspect about them being trans. I guess they came out in like the 2010s at various spots. Um, and I did a, I know this because, uh, where this really comes to a head is, uh, when I was in my last year of college, I took a gender studies class and I did a, uh, the final assignment for that was to research a, uh, queer artist and to talk about a piece of their work, uh, through that lens. And so I talked about, uh, the Wachowskis and the Matrix through a trans lens and, it's honestly one of the, my favorite, like, things, pieces of research I've ever done, and, like, I have the whole, like, presentation. We maybe, some, at some point, we might just do a whole episode that's just we, that. We definitely um, have to do your presentation. You've, yeah. you've presented it for me, and it I was have. fabulous. Yes, thank you. That um, was a good day. So that was, that was the method through which I watched the first film fully for the first time, was, was that project. So, so you was, had the, the, the the queer aspect just from the word go that's fascinating exactly yeah i was and i was watching Ugh. it with that in mind and i mean you know the second word of the film on screen is trans but um oh jesus they there's a what was i gonna say that yeah so that would have been early 2020 i think or early no early 2021 Okay. So I must have watched everything. Really? That recently? I want to say so, yes. Because wow. it was definitely my senior year that that was a thing. I, I, I believe so. Let me well, let me double check real quick. Yes, it would have okay. been, been like spring of 2021. Um, Fascinating. So I watched it. It was fantastic, obviously. I. Like we, like we said, it's a perfect movie. It is a perfect movie. Um, and so I did the, 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 the assignment. And the gist of the assignment is that I'm talking about The Matrix. Yes, it is a trans story, as they've confirmed. But specifically, it's a closeted trans narrative. And I think that aspect is very important because it's about the process and the pain and the discovery that comes with the realization of that you're trans, that you're queer. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, very much so, yeah. And then... 
you know, you could argue how well that sustains itself through the sequels, but I was ma- I was just talking about the first film, so I did not watch the sequels yet at that point. Um, but I talked about how important it is to have those, like, closeted narratives, because I think people see, like, oh, like, that's a trans artist as someone who's, like, already out and, like, talking about it, but they were not able to in 1999, and I think it's important that we give space for people who... I, the Wachowskis were an absolute mystery. I remember, like, all of the hype, especially surrounding Reloaded when it first dropped, and you didn't know what they even looked like, which I think and then works you, and out then to you their... you found out, and you were like, oh, yeah, sure, those are cis guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's okay. it's very much like you see a picture of them and you're like, oh yeah, no, it's like seeing Daft Punk without their helmets a little. It's just like, oh yeah, they're like nerds. Okay, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Uh... <laughs> it feels like you can tell now in hindsight that they're like, yeah, they're 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 closeted trans, or they're like they have not. Maybe they haven't realized it, or maybe they are still closeted. It's. Uh, do you have any idea what they're like? egg cracking was because i'm also fascinated by that I but i know, know that's not if something they, if i, I were think, to meet them i wouldn't like no but i think answers. in my research i think they've both talked fairly like candidly about it, or at least relatively for them like they are fairly uh, reclusive and more power to them i mean i think oh, yeah absolutely. more public figures should be reclusive i think uh, republic figures wow yeah there you republic. go public <laughs> republic as we all know the, the wachowskis are in uh, uh the public domain yeah. So, yeah. But uh, they, they've talked, I think they've both kind of alluded to the fact that they've had certain thoughts and feelings since childhood about it, so. It's also fascinating to me just going back and watching those first three movies, uh, knowing what I know now, because it's like a lot like going back and looking at weird aspects of my own life and being like, oh, that explains mm-hmm. that, oh, 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 that, hmm, huh, yeah, okay, it's interesting I get it to now. me how the... The timeline of you realizing why you like The Matrix syncs up with you realizing that you're trans. So. <laughs> well, I, it really does. It, it's uh, 2021 for me felt very uh, weirdly vindicating as a human. Eye-opening um, year. I, it, so, very much so. And I think I, you know, I, I, I thought, okay, I'll, I'll watch the first film because we're only, for this assignment, we're only really talking about one specific uh, work of theirs. And I thought, you know, I, I knew the kind of, the sequels did not have as uh, fabulous of a reputation as the first film in terms of their quality, so I thought, you know, oh, I don't know, boy. maybe I'll watch those another time. Um, and it was actually uh, Charlie and I watched them together, uh, and I think I don't know if I could have gotten through those first watches without without her there, because uh, <laughs> they're an acquired taste, and I'm still I... in the process of acquiring that taste for, for Revolutions. <laughs> I think I've... I think I've acquired it for Reloaded. I think I I can safely I, say I like Reloaded now. We, we did a rewatch of the first three movies uh, together did. a couple of months back. That was a lot of fun. I'm super excited to do that for uh, uh, Resurrections. But and uh, Animatrix, I, yeah. I, I, oh, very much so. But I was like a hard sell on Revolutions because I have said for 20 years, that's my favorite Matrix movie. Or at least I did up until I saw resurrection well that means but, yeah you said that for 20 years and now it's no longer true. yeah well i said it for 18 years which oh, again it's years. okay yeah it's again it's it was that was another one of those weird cycle things for me like when i was 18 reloaded came out and it kind of changed my life in a weird way and then 18 years later i realize i'm trans a new matrix movie comes out um it's it's what it's will happen strange. in 20 more years when another matrix comes out what well, will you realize yeah exactly well i've got uh 16 years left on the clock until the next turnaround oh, that's a cattail that that is a cattail she's like a uh, shark's fin on the edge of the, the uh, zoom my, window my, my child is uh, in exploratory mode the child she thinks what time is it oh yeah it's a uh, treat o'clock <laughs> <laughs> hey hey we're just gonna give you treats live on mic okay i'm Why down don't for you that for a second while i get away from the microphone ah, as i'm still tethered to my laptop. this is our segment on the show called treat o'clock it, it, look i because don't think cookies i need would... love like everything does i <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by cookies. Cookies need love like everything does. Baby girl, would you like tasty wheat? Uh, <laughs> How do you know what tasty wheat tastes like? I, I I had to look up what the fuck tasty wheat was back in the day <laughs> because I had no idea what the hell that shit was. 
Um, God. So yeah, it's but yeah, the the sequels. Um, we nobody liked them in two thousand three, yeah. and now here we are. Except you. <laughs> Except for me. No, yeah. So Charlie and I, we watched them mostly ironically, but we watched them, you know, taking in how enjoying some of the schlock, I suppose, is the right word. Where we knew that, like you said, we knew that everything was intentional. We we did not yeah. think like, oh, look how they accidentally made a terrible movie. Like, no, look how they very deliberately made a very interesting film that not everyone likes. I mean, it's definitely multi... Uh, 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 faceted in in many ways uh, because like I mean when I showed these movies to my dad for the first time after we watched the first one I said to him dad these movies are not very good but I think they're important anyway and they've got some cool fight scenes and my dad's chill enough I mean if you've ever listened to my old podcast Frank Reviews you know he's a fairly chill guy he's a stoner deadhead uh, that made it through the '60s, so I don't, mm. I don't know what to tell you there. But uh, he enjoyed them. He liked the parts where Smith got punched in the face, um, <laughs> and then he proceeded to never think about them ever again. Mm. No, I was constantly thinking about them after that. We were constantly talking about about them and uh, saying, "Where's my pussy?" Oh God, that's gonna be a cold open for one of these episodes. Most, most yeah. definitely, absolutely. Oh yeah. Um... Uh, but yeah, and then after that, uh, you know, that was all. I, at some point in there, we watched uh, the Animatrix, and I kind of I have mixed feelings about the Animatrix, but it is an anthology, so I guess Ooh. that also comes with the territory. Yeah, it's hit and miss. It is, it is, but it's uh, there. There are mostly mostly great. I would say the, mostly great. The weird media blitz in two thousand three was was very similar to uh, Force uh, Force Awakens. I guess it would be comparable to Force Awakens, but it was very similar to Phantom Menace uh, at the same time. I mean, the video game, the Animatrix, and, like, three or four other things all came out. Yeah, I guess so. In a way, I guess I did, barring the fact that I watched the first movie that same year, I did kind of have that experience where I crammed all that into one year in the lead-up to uh, Resurrections because I also played a bit of... uh, um, Enter the Matrix. I, I don't Enter think I have not played Path of Neo, but I had an emulator that I played uh, Enter the I, Matrix on. I have seen clips of Path of Neo. We're going to do an episode yes, about the video I have games. seen the most important clip from Path of Neo, which we <laughs> talked about on the Mystery Shack Look Back episode. Secret kaiju movie. Um, uh, <laughs> but we thought that was really boring for a video game. So we thought, <laughs> why not just change the ending? That's one of my favorite things in the world when it's like you think these are very serious people and then it's nope, they're nerds. That's also something that like no filmmaker would have like the guts to do nowadays because all of the nerds would roast them alive on Twitter of like, I can't believe they changed the the I want this I want it this specific way. Like, I don't know. They they really they just don't give a shit to what their audience thinks, and that's so rare. They really don't. I, I, we're gonna cover like at some point the rest of the Wachowskis movies. I think. Yes, yes. Which uh, I of uh, which I have only seen Bound, which is great. Uh, Speed Racer, which is great. Oh, Speed and Racer. And Jupiter Ascending, which I kind of <laughs> am dreading. I have. You know what's really sad? Jupiter I Ascending. I've... Charlie told me is one of maybe the only film or the first film that she's ever walked out of in the theater. Oh God. There are so many reasons why, why uh, she could have done that too. Um, How do you pick just one? Yeah. Uh, Oh God. So let's Uh, say, you know, again, as we said, they don't care what their audience thinks and it shows. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yes, it does. It's, it's incredible. Sometimes it shows in the form of, a hairstyle that really doesn't work for multiple reasons, let's say. Well. Elephant in the room, maybe. Well. Well, oh, speaking of. to get I that out of the way uh, up up at the top. Yeah, well. Before people, uh, Google, uh, before people Google the Wachowskis. We're recording on uh, the 21st of June, so uh, happy birthday, Lana Wachowski. <laughs> happy um, birthday, Lana. <laughs> What's with the dreads, huh? Can we get, can we not do the dreads, maybe? I... 
I don't even know how to interface with that. I mean, me I, neither. I, it's neither I, yeah. of our places to really say. All we, but I can say with certainty that I've met you. We're both pretty pasty, so yeah. <laughs> but I can say with some certainty that it's probably not okay. Probably not. Um, but and I know as... they have other questionable uh, content of that in in like uh, maybe one or two of their other films. I'm trying. Yeah. To think. Now, to I be mean, fair, I guess Speed Racer is guilty of that, and in. in, in some ways well, um, the only movies i've seen of theirs honestly are the matrixes and speed racer so i'm super excited oh, to see not the seen rest bound. of this i have not no okay it's, yeah because bound was like... their first okay but the fact that <laughs> their first film is a lesbian <laughs> heist film and people were like yeah these are cisgendered men <laughs> what <laughs> like at, sounds, at some point sounds a lot like once, how, uh... shame on me but <laughs> Uh, it sounds a lot like how I uh, never wanted to play dodgeball with the boys. I always went to playground with the girls. Uh, it's hmm, hmm, hmm. It's just so dumb. So dumb. Um, we're going to say it probably a lot during the course of the show, but the binary is stupid. Yeah. Unless you're actually programming, in which case you should probably learn binary. But, yeah, but I think even programmers would agree that it's stupid. They probably, yeah, don't, probably. They probably don't like it. They just have to work with it. Uh, uh, but yes. then, yeah, so I guess after that, you know, it was all in that one year, and then I, and then the Resurrections came out, so it's, it's not, it's certainly the opposite of yours in that I really speed ran the whole thing, <laughs> I kind of, it's all very compressed into a year, whereas it was for you, it was a, you know, maybe... Oh, it was a lifetime. Yeah. Eighteen years I waited. For you... The day Matrix Resurrections entered your life was the most important day of your life. But for me, for me, it was Tuesday. I think it was actually a Tuesday. It was, I, think it was a we- I think it was Wednesday. Probably was a Wednesday. Because it was that palindromic me. sort of day, right? It was yes. 12, 22, yes. 21. Yes. I, I, uh, I worked the second shift uh, at the time, so I just... Uh, Bex came over at like 10 o'clock in the morning and we hit play on HBO Max. Oh, what a day. Oh, was it the same day HBO Max released? Uh, unfortunately, yes. But I did see it in theaters uh, that weekend because it was nice. Christmas weekend and I went to the theater by myself, which I don't typically like to do, which is why I like, which is why I haven't seen so many of their movies yet is because I hate watching new things alone. Mm, I see what it's you're saying. A, it's a communal experience. For no, me. you're right. And it's at that point, you know, it was still like, Theaters were still kind of opening back up. It was not; people weren't flocking to the theaters um, to to yeah. shed their. Uh, it was also, their, to shed their germs on everyone else. You know. Yeah. Well, it also opened the same week as um, one of the Spider Mans. Was it Did the latest it? live action Spider Man? There's no way home. I guess. There's no yeah. way home. Yeah, and everybody was like flipping their shit about Tobey Maguire and like Keanu Reeves is left out in the dust. Yeah, come um, on. This is, what you you support one two thousands heartthrob, but not another. Yeah, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. But come um. On. Oh, what was I gonna say about? It doesn't uh, help that I hate Spider Man. So. <laughs> yeah, which is one of the things that always like surprises me about you to remember about you. <laughs> okay, well, let me clarify because we're also recording this post across the Spider-Verse. Turns out it's not that I don't like Spider-Man, it's that I just don't like the regular character of Peter Parker. You don't like Peter Parker. I, f- yeah. I find him boring yeah. and inert dramatically. Yeah. When Stacy, uh, as a fucking uh, punk drummer, hell yes. Miles Morales with a story that is not an idiot white boy who's, you know, just gotta make rent. It's like, okay, yeah, just give me literally anything. Peter B. <laughs> Parker with a baby Bjorn? Hell yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, like, I'm into that shit. Yeah. We're also going to have to do an episode on fucking Across the Spider-Verse. On Spider-Verse movies. Yeah, oh, absolutely. God. We both texted each other, I think, uh, separately, and it was just like, wait a minute, is this The Matrix Reloaded? It is, though. <laughs> no, okay, we, we'll get to that. Maybe when Beyond comes out, we'll just do an episode on all three and talk about uh, how I'm, it's just I'm, The Matrix. I'm pretty chill with that. Uh, um, if, we're, if we're aiming to do one of these a month, we got time. Also, it's, uh, we, um, oh, God, what was I going to say about the spiders? The sp- not across the spider. That they're menaces? They've got that to be That they're stopped. menaces. Um, <laughs> that um, 
It was, yeah, and then you texted me and said, like, yes, you know, the biggest screen you possibly can. Yes. Um, I was like, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, The Matrix has its cool fight sequences, but, like, everything's green. This is like a kaleidoscope at in a drive-through uh, car wash. It's the greatest. Uh, I was gonna say. Oh, I was gonna say something else about Across the Spider Verse. I want to say before I forget. Uh oh. Um, the cliffhanger ending. No, not just that, but it was that. Uh. Nah, it's all right. I'll think about that, it. Uh, we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. But yeah, it came out the same time as uh, No Way Home. But I chose to see The Matrix Resurrections because I have taste. Uh, <laughs> I, I still have my screenshot of a ticket stub. God, I hate the digital age. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I do have to yeah. have a physical ticket stub. I'm, oh, I'm so jealous. Privileged yeah. in that way. Yeah, but um, I have an autographed picture of Christina Ricci from, like, the week after she was announced to be in the movie. Ooh. I doubt that counts for anything, but... I say it does. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you. You are welcome. But, yeah, so we saw that, and then we talked about it uh, on the Mystery Shack Look Back podcast. And, yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> and then I started harassing you. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the best, best harassment I've ever received. Well, it wasn't even harassment. You were, I, 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 I know you say that jokingly, but genuinely, it was like, no, good, good, because I don't want anybody to learn the wrong lesson and think that just cold spamming, cold DMing uh, uh, someone is podcast. the way to their heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not gonna, not ha- not happening. I, I've got at least what I like to consider to be a little bit of charm. Yes, uh, you do. And enough um, nerd lore bullshit to back it up. Yeah, and then so and and seeing it theatrically, of course, was uh, was fantastic as well. But it was. Uh, you said it was also. Uh, yeah, because like the first like I guess streaming things. It's it's the Matrix hasn't been one of those movies that gets like regular re-releases. Uh, so I guess the first big screen experience you would have had with the matrix in general was that just movie been, yeah was uh was resurrections yep, yeah yep. and then uh we watched because i've got a big projector set up so uh we, we 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 enjoyed it on a very large projected screen with the 4k, 4K. uh steelbook uh, yes um yeah i paid a lot of money for the great big box set of the four movie steelbooks collection mm. Um, I'm just very proud of it. It sits on my shelf, and it's just nice to look at. It is, it is really beautiful. Yeah, and then you thanks. gifted me the one of Resurrections. Well, I had two, so it wasn't exactly like I went out of my way to yeah, get you a gift. Yeah, but still, you know. It's, I'm, I'm glad you're at least uh, enjoying its presence if you it. don't have a 4K player. It's so, but it's so beautiful. <laughs> Got that going for it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I think, is that our recap on our experience with uh, our first experiences with the matrix I suppose so i know there was something else that slipped my mind but um let me try to retrace my steps here we were talking about matrix resurrections release on the palindrome day we we're talking about how it released the same day on hbo max right mm-hmm. and then you were saying that the movies are supposed to be the the communal uh experience yeah i i could get into it and that would eat up a lot of time and i probably will get into it more in depth in a a future episode but i hate the streaming era i uh i am a uh uh bex calls me a physical media princess um as you should be yeah well it's hey as the recent uh um uh uh Hulu is being dissolved soon. And oh, yeah, wait, 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 what are we doing? We're dead naming Max. We can't dead name Max. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> it's just Max now. Lose right. the HBO. It's cleaner. Yeah, yeah, because you don't have to pay your writers. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh. so that's that's one of the many reasons why I hate the streaming era. Um, things can come and go as a corporation pleases with no way to access it um, uh, uh, properly. Uh, I mean, that's why several uh, prominent Disney creators um, have uh, become low-key advocates for piracy. Uh, because, hey, if there's no way to legally watch it and give the creators money, you might as well just steal it. Disney was the one who said, yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me, so it's kind of their own fault. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Are we bringing they were asking for it logic into this conversation? Because, uh... Well... uh, 
It's a corporation. And uh, as we know, corporations are people. Um, of course. God of course. Almighty. The Supreme Court said so. And the Supreme Court are also people, apparently. Yeah, people with kneecaps. Um, oh, interesting <laughs> that you bring that up. Uh, I actually didn't know that because they wear those robes all the time. They, they, they hide them very well. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. We should have a team. You know what? No, I don't even want to make jokes about the modern situation in America right now because it's just going to piss me off. And I want to talk about the Matrix. We will get into the horse shit that trans people face on a daily basis. Probably is an ongoing theme just peppered throughout the rest of the show. Yeah, um, like a yeah. light, a light sprinkling throughout. I suppose yeah, it's it is like relevant information. It's like we're being hunted by uh, sentinels or something like that. Only the sentinels drive pickup trucks and have flags on the back of them. Oh which yeah, it... well it's and it's like he's Emperor Palpatine and Voldemort and the <sighs> Hunger Games guy combined, and it's really bad, you guys. So we have to vote really hard. Yeah, vote harder. That's the answer. I'm, uh. vo I'm voting as hard as I can, Captain. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm giving her all she's got. Speaking of my love of physical media, I hate voting anymore because it's just you push a button or you slide a piece of paper through a scanner. It's like I've had one election where I got to. Uh, this is just uh, our. This is just our Andy vote. Rooney sixty minutes part at the end of the episode. <laughs> things, things were <laughs> things were different back in the day. Yes. Uh, look, I never got a young woman phase, so I might as well skip straight to old lady That's, complaining. Okay, about fair enough. Knees. You deserve that. Thanks. Um, but yes, The Matrix, it is one of my favorite things of all time, despite how uh, flawed yeah, of a franchise it is. It's one of the most interesting... There's very few pieces of media that are as interesting for me to think about and talk about and, and watch as this one, where it's like, it's so not cut and dry on whether I'm like, oh, this is great, or I don't like this. Like, it's so, it's so much deeper than that, and I think it gives me an overall appreciation for all, like, art that is, like... Yeah, yeah, I think I was having this conversation with Charlie a while back as well, where I've I've kind of stopped viewing art in terms of good or bad, because I don't think... I think that's kind of the least interesting way to look mm -hmm. at art. I think it's more interesting to look at it in terms of its impacts and, like, how impactful is this, and, and did, it, did it leave an impression on you, and in what way? I think it's... Yeah, There's more nuance, and I think uh, watching something like Matrix and its sequels highlights that in a way that, uh, yeah, art is... in a way that a you know a child on the internet, uh, as I was raised on uh, the nostalgia critic, would not have necessarily had the oh Jesus. had the language to uh, to discuss back, yeah. back then. Yes, and now thank God there's podcasts where you can have as much nerds talking about movies in every flavor as you could possibly want yeah because there's uh, far less restrictions as far as time and as far as not to just not to implicitly like disparage podcasts but like <laughs> i feel like with podcasts you don't have to be you don't have to give like a snappy like visual or like headline of like this is terrible or like this is awesome like you you're allowed to get into the weeds of it in in a format like this like and and we will be getting into the weeds. Uh, well, that was your previous podcast. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> don't get it twisted. I'm high right now. Mm. Um, so this it's it's not a hook of the show, but uh, that's just it's not part of our brand. That's no, just, it's that's it's just what you're doing. it's it's part of my brand. Yeah, uh, as it were, which is why people uh, out of nowhere text me memes about weed, Christina Ricci, and Dune. Uh, <laughs> oh Dune! Oh Dune! Dune! We're gonna. I'm do surprised that Dune had not come Dune. up already. Uh, I have resisted uh, because um, <laughs> I uh, must not it, talk about Dune. Dune is the mind killer. You're saying this is a joke? I have to forcibly stop myself from thinking or talking about Dune in any given situation, and it drives Bex insane. <laughs> So, yeah, we're probably going to talk about Dune at some future point, just I because that's yeah, who I, I am as really a person. There are connections now that I'm thinking about it, but, yeah, that'll, that would be an interesting one to kind of cross-reference. 
it's it's definitely another one of those franchises where I'm just like, why the hell do I like this? <laughs> well, it's because Dune is also trans, is the thing. <sighs> okay. What We're do you gonna... mean it's a power that only the women of our society have? We we have we have four minutes left on this Zoom record. <laughs> All right. We, we can't get this deep into the paint on Dune as we're getting deep into the paint on the Matrix. We will get into Dune later. <laughs> okay, I can I can live with that. Cool. So do you want to do you want to uh, uh, sign off for now? How long we've we been going for? Oh, I go for an hour and change. That's a yeah, respectable hour and change episode. I think not bad. Uh, not bad. Uh, I've got a nice opening cooked up, ready to go. You do indeed. At some point, I will similarly cook up some uh, cover art. We can We're talk about what we that. yes. We can talk about what we want for that at we, some. We point. can talk about that off mic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, uh, I have been uh, at Hope Lichner on most phone form. Wow. I can't speak either, apparently. I have been at Hope Lickner on most forms of social media. Find me. I have been uh, Ella Chesery at Drawn Without Ref on the social medias, or uh, check out Mystery Shack Lookback on PipeDreamPodcast.com, our host network, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, find me there, or don't. <laughs> uh, I, I <laughs> don't really use Twitter much anymore. For I can't imagine reasons. why. No. Who can remember? Um, it's all those pesky red pills floating <laughs> around the place. I hate this place. Oh, God. I get so much use out <laughs> of that It's the diff. smell. It's, it's sad. That's why I had I to leave Twitter. Diff. It was the smell. Well, I'd say it was uh, inevitability. No, you know, it was the smell. It was the musk, really. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Fuck me, run. All right, that's the end of the episode. Yeah, that's Bye, the one. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye.